Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, I have for you guys a busy episode, more preseason reactions. I'm going to be naming some players that I think are overperforming in the sense that, you know, I'm excited about them. They've been playing really well. And I'm going to be talking about some players I think are underperforming in the sense that I want to see a little bit more out of them. I also got some injury news to discuss, unfortunately, as you guys may know, but should be a busy episode. The St. Louis Blues play hockey in 10 days from this time of recording, so we are so, so close. Anyway, it should be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. As always, if this is your first time here, welcome to the show. Please follow or subscribe, whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. I upload these episodes all the time. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We're getting close to 500 subscribers. If you are coming back here, not for the first time, Thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Lockdown Blues your first listen. Appreciate all you guys. Support's been good throughout the offseason, but man, am I so excited to get into this regular season that is starting right around the corner. Like I said, 10 days. I think there's regular season games in two days in London, and then the actual regular season or the full regular season starts the 11th, so less than a week now, but the Blues get screwed over and play way late, like four days after the rest of the, the league starts, so we got to be a little bit more patient over here, um, but that's all right. So a lot of news to get into today. Um, like I said, I'm talking about players that I'm high on after pre- or during preseason, players that I'm a little bit disappointed with, and then, of course, we have the injury uh, news to talk about as well. So those are the three segments. I'm going to start with the bad news, the injury news, just get it out of the way early. Um, one of one injury that I haven't had a chance to talk about yet uh, is the Marco Scandella injury. Uh, it was announced, I believe late September, so about a week a week or so ago, that Marco Scandella uh, was to undergo surgery and would be out for, what was it, like four months? I think he's slated to come back around March. So Marco Scandella will be out of the lineup for a while, a good while. Um, and that opens up play for other defenders, which was good uh, for a guy named Scott Perunovic until, you know, the other unfortunate news. So we'll get into that in a second here. But I saw a lot of people um, on social media and stuff like celebrating the Scandella injury, not celebrating it, but like kind of being very optimistic about it in the sense that he's a bad defenseman and, you know, his spot will better be filled by someone else. And I agree to an extent that maybe it's a blessing in disguise that whatever defenseman you insert into the lineup for Marco Scandella has, has a decent chance of playing better than Marco Scandella. Um, but at the end of the day, you are losing a, you know, a close to every night player for a long period of time. And whether or not you love him as a player, it still is a fact that you're just down a body now for a long period of time. And the Blues defense isn't exactly thin, but it's, it's a little bit of a liability in the sense that they don't have the top end talent that can just eat minutes. And it would be it would have been nice to have a guy like Scandella, especially at the beginning of the regular season, to just eat some third pairing minutes. You know, make it a little bit easier on Justin Fall, Colton Pareko, those guys. Um, uh, but now with his injury, you know, guys are going to have to step up, and 
with Perunovic's injury, like I said, it, it just thins that pool even more. So as much as it's like if you had to pick a, a, a defenseman on the roster that you could live without, Marco Scandella would be near the top of that list. However, just I prefer to have him healthy. You know, he's on the roster. You make you make do with the players that you have. Um, and it would I'd rather have him available, you know, in a case of emergency or matchup-wise than not have him available at all. Um, it's just going to make things even more difficult for the Blues, especially if the defense starts to struggle. Uh, they, they don't have as much freedom, you know, swapping guys in and out like they did last year and, you know, trying to figure out what works. But it does give opportunities uh, for guys like Nico Mikola to step up, even Matt Kessel, who's looked all right in preseason. I would want a little bit more out of him. But, you know, they have some guys that are relatively unproven that are going to get more of a chance now. Um, it's just a matter of you got you to gotta trust those guys. And that's something that Craig Ruby has definitely a short leash on is, is rookie players. He doesn't play them a whole lot and the leash is short like i said so they're gonna have a lot to prove um and it's it's unfortunate you know uh the one thing that that does bring up is um i'm not sure if they have i, I might have missed it if they move scandela to long-term injury reserve free up a little bit of cap space and then bring in a defenseman that way um who knows so it does open up a little bit of financial freedom um and as we know the blues are you know pretty close to the cap so making a move would be difficult you know without sending money out but the Scandella injury might make that a little bit easier depending on how they treat that contract. Um, and now the other injury that I unfortunately have to talk about is Scott Perunovich. Uh, man, that's, it's just, I'm just so bummed. Um, he's a guy that I've been really high on for a while. You know, I think he can be a, a big impact player for the St. Louis Blues. I think he has an opportunity to turn into a really, really valuable defenseman. I think this year was going to be somewhat of a breakout year for him. Uh, the Blues trusting him a little bit more at 5v5, giving him that power play two time, um, chance to rack up a lot of points, play a full regular season, um, you know, in the lineup every night sort of guy. You know, he played, what, 19 games last year, uh, and he looked pretty darn good in them. And, you know, we haven't really seen a whole lot out of Scott Brunovich because he's dealt with injuries in the past. He had a torn labrum, and he also had wrist surgery both in his left arm. Uh, and, you know, this year was looking really good for him. You know, he's getting a little bit older. Um, he really wants to prove himself. The team seems really high on him. The front office seems really high on him. It really felt like this year was his opportunity to break out, like I said. And I, I expected him to break out. I, I talked so highly of him um, in the weeks leading up to the season and all the crossover episodes I did. He was a guy that I continuously mentioned in terms of he could really make an impact for the St. Louis Blues this year. And we have these forwards, you know, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas that we're going to, you know, hand the keys over to next season and forward as the future. And the Blues defense doesn't really have a future as much as that and Scott Brunovich was the guy that I was looking to you know as as sort of next up and now news comes out that his injury that he suffered in the preseason game is pretty much worst case scenario he fractured his shoulder and is going to be out for the season um same same arm that he has hurt previously but the team says that it is not related to his previous injuries uh I know that Prunovich had said that has called his previous two injuries just a fluke you know like he had never been injured his whole career up until uh, coming to the St. Louis Blues. And even though the same the two injuries were on the same arm and were, you know, long-term, he himself believes that, you know, it's just pure coincidence. I hope, I hope, I hope that that is the case. Um, and it's a good thing that uh, it wasn't a re-aggravation of a previous injury in that arm, which I hope means that he's not just injury-prone and will never play hockey. Um, and it's just is a case of really, 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 really unfortunate luck. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to be optimistic when this isn't yet another long-term injury for Scott Prunovich. And, 
you know, it, it really feels like it could turn into one of those what ifs um, with him. But I think if, like he said, these injuries aren't related and it's just a fluke, I still have faith that he can come in and make an impact whenever he is healthy. I don't think that this is a matter of, oh, he's, you know, his chance with the Blues is gone. I still think he has a role with this team when he is healthy, and I'm excited to see him play. But definitely going to need to, you know, uh, chew over this injury. And, and, and you know, I, I, I've uh, reached out to some people on Twitter that know a little bit more than I do um, in terms of, like, whether this could be a lingering thing or a long-term thing. So stay tuned for that in future episodes, you know, if you're curious like myself of is this going to plague him for the rest of his career so i I do have some plans in the future uh talking about that future episodes but i'm waiting to get a little bit more knowledge first before i delve into that that being said though i do want to get into some i guess not as not as happy thoughts because i'm going to start with the players that i'm a little disappointed in um but i want to get into some more relevant positive talks and that is about the st louis blues playing hockey they've got a couple preseason games under their belt now and they've looked really really good for the most part so i'm going to start by talking about some players that i want to see a little bit more from and then i'm going to close the episode talking about some of the players that i have seen a lot of good things from that i'm really excited to see uh in the upcoming regular season but before i get into any of that i want to tell you guys about our good friends over at bet online BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sporting wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, NHL, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts, and I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so the Blues have been playing some hockey games lately, uh, and I've been paying attention. I've been tuning in, and I've got a couple thoughts. Um, I'm going to start this segment, too, by talking about some players that I'm a little bit underwhelmed with, and I'm saying that nicely because it's preseason, and as much as I'm going to say, you know, when I, and then in the following second, as much as I say, you know, these players are playing great, but take it with a grain of salt, it's preseason. It's the same thing about players playing poorly, except for one player. One player, I think, is really muffing his uh, p- possible last chance with the St. Louis Blues. Um, but I'm going to start by, by, by with a little bit of a hot take, um, and it's more of a self- selfish hot take rather than something I'm concerned about. And that is two of the players that I want to see a little bit more of that I've been disappointed in are Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, the new big payday guys the new future faces of the st louis blues have not really done a whole lot in the preseason and when i say that i'm this is a selfish hot take it's because i'm not concerned you know they're robert thomas and jordan Cairo. they've still looked really good out there the only area where they've kind of been lacking is the stat sheet and like you know that that'll come um they've they've looked good like i said they've looked dynamic they've looked deserving of the, the extension, at least from a, you know, if you remove goals and assists and those things, they've looked like good hockey players, but you also would love to see them racking up goals and assists now that they got the monkey off their back of the contract extension and that sort of thing. And we haven't quite seen that yet. Um, for those of you that are listening to this and like freaking out, like how the heck are you bashed on Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrie? Go back and listen to like any of the last 10, 15 episodes. I am over the moon with both of them. I am could not be happier to have the the keys of the franchise being handed to them um, this year, next year, and whatever. 
Uh, so this isn't, you know, this isn't a long-term thing. I'm not worried that the contracts were a mistake or worried that they're not going to produce in the regular season. It's purely a selfish hot take. Like they just got paid. I want to watch them. I want to watch them score goals. I want to watch them get assists. I want to watch them, you know, make highlight reels. And yeah, it's preseason, nothing special, but like I'm impatient. Um, now, if this trend were to continue into the regular season, that's a different conversation. But I have no reason to believe that it will. And they've also only played like four games, something like that. So like even then, four game slumps happen all the time. And it's not even a slump. I'm pretty sure they both have like, at least one assist. So it's really just me being, like I said, a little, a little, a little picky, um, a little petty with that. But one player I do want to talk about that I actually am I'm not concerned is the right word, but um, it accepted that that this player may never be who we hoped he would be, and that is Clem Costin. Uh, I talked a lot about how this, heading into the preseason, heading into training camp and all that, that I thought that this could be Clem Costin's last real shot to prove himself with the St. Louis Blues. He's had time and time again. He's had opportunities. Um, he's had a lot of ice time in the AHL, and he hasn't really had a ton of success there either. He's really more turned into a grinder guy that gets a lot of penalty minutes and can kind of spark some energy, but... That wasn't what he was drafted for. Uh, that wasn't what we hoped he would turn into. Um, and I think it's just been a little a little um, disappointing watching his career arc up until this point. And I thought this preseason, you know, he's getting some good ice time. Um, he's really getting a, a good focus, you know, from the team. I thought this was the year that he could really prove himself. And the the negatives that I have seen in Clem Costin in the past have not gone away. And those aren't things that I think are going to, you know, those aren't things that I think you can really work out. And the biggest thing for me is his effort. Um, he just kind of seems lazy out there. Uh, he seems like when he's engaged, he can be really, really good, but he can kind of just disappear out there, like kind of a much more dramatic version of Vladimir Tarasenko, because at least, you know, when Vladimir Tarasenko is engaged, he's a top five goal scorer in the league. Um, but you know, Clem Costin, you can't really afford to take shifts off because you're not a dynamic goal scorer who can put up 40 a year on a good year. You know, you're, you're a third liner who's just fighting for his spot and he has shown flashes. He has looked really good at times and has gotten me excited that there is a place for him on this team, not just short term, but long term as well. But overall, I just see a lot of unengaged play from him. Um, and that's kind of why those penalty minutes rack up is that he can be a little bit dumb out there with those penalties and, you know, lack of effort can lead to penalties rather than getting your body in front of a guy. He's kind of just reaches a stick out sometimes. And it's just one of those things where it's frustrating because you really feel like he could be playing better than he is. I also do think that he just isn't quite as skilled as the blues maybe thought he was like, <clears throat> but overall, I think it's, it, it's, I don't want to have this sound like, Oh, if he tried harder, he'd be on the team. Cause like it, it's more, it's more nuanced than that. It's more complicated than that. There are just players like that in, in all sports that don't have as high of a motor, you know, high motor guys uh, like LeBron James or, or Connor McDavid are going to be full hundred percent every single time they're on the ice. But then there are other guys like Vladimir Tarasenko or heck, even Alexander Ovechkin, um, you know, who have don't have as high of a motor, but that doesn't mean they're bad. They can still be very, very valuable because when their motor's on, they're good like nobody else um so Clem Costin might just suffer from that same aspect where he doesn't have that high of a motor he's just not as fully engaged as often as some other players and he doesn't have the skill set or the ability to make up for that so that being said I don't want to spend the whole episode bashing on players and complaining about injuries I do want to get into some positives some players that I've been really 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 impressed with 
Make sure you stay tuned for that. That'll be the whole third segment. Be right back. See, if you're not on the YouTube, uh, you're not watching this on YouTube, you just missed a little a little cat break during that ad ad break. I got two cats laying on the bed, and if you want to check them out and you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, whatever, go to the YouTube channel. You're missing out on great content. Uh, getting close to 500 subscribers, like I said. So every 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 ounce of support helps. But uh, joking aside, anyways, let's get into some positives. I spent a lot of this episode complaining and being a downer, and you know talking about injuries and, and guys that players that I'm not impressed with. Blah blah blah. blah. Let's talk about some players that I'm so so impressed with. Uh, the first guy is Jake Neighbors. I feel like I've been talking about Jake Neighbors for years now on this podcast because I have, um, but he is proving me right in front of our very eyes. He has. I don't know. This might be a little bit of a scorcher. He has been close to the Blues' best player at times in the preseason. He has been so darn good out there, and he has the stats to show. I think he's up to like four or five goals, a bunch of assists, and his line as a whole has to just look really, really good in terms of puck possession um, and scoring chances. And he looks like he can hang with NHLers. You know, he's been playing with some good line mates. They haven't just been sticking him down there on the third line, um, which is where I think he would end up at least to start the regular season. But, you know, when he's been out there um, with first liners or second liners, he's looked like he belongs out there and he looks like he can keep up with them and he's not the weak link. Um, I think Craig Bruby was asked today, like, uh, or it was Doug Armstrong, I think it was Bruby. Um, is the play of Jake Neighbors making it making it hard for you to not give him a roster spot? And Ruby said, absolutely. Um, it would be unfortunate, you know, if he had to start on the fourth line and we didn't really see as much dynamic play out of him as we've been seeing in the preseason. But we know in Ruby's system that you got to earn his trust and you got to sort of work your way up. So Jake Neighbors starting the year on the fourth line could very well mean that he could be up on the second line or even the first line at times in the regular season, you know. Um, the Blues run their top three, even sometimes their fourth line, if they have the opportunity to, they run them close to even. The year the Blues won the Cup, their fourth line produced a lot of offense. So Jake Neighbors being on the fourth line isn't isn't couldn't necessarily indicate that it's a traditional, oh, he's going to get six or seven minutes a night and barely play. He could get power play time. That fourth line could you know, get 10-plus minutes depending on the night. Um, I just want him to make the roster. I want to see him play you know, full 82-game season knock on wood, uh, with the St. Louis Blues, and he's doing everything in his power to get himself to that point, and I, I would be shocked if he didn't make the opening or night roster at this point, if he wasn't, you know, one of the 12 forwards suiting up for the St. Louis Blues, or 11 if they go 7 defensemen, because who knows. Um, yeah, Jake Neighbors, absolutely dynamic out there. Like I said, at times been the best player on the ice. Um, there was also that one play where he lost his stick and used his feet to take the puck from his own blue line all the way down to the other end. He dumped it in without a stick and also took like 30 seconds off the clock. It was amazing. Love the kid. He's a uh, dark horse for Calder. I've been saying that. And if he's hurts in the fourth line, there's some really good talent that he's competing against. So maybe not, but hey, it's a biased take for sure. But Keep an eye on Jake Nayers, man. He's gonna be he's gonna be good, and this year is going to be his rookie year. I'm feeling it. He's he's earned a spot. Uh, a couple other guys that I've been really high on. Another one is Pavel Buchnevich. He's been great. Uh, he's got himself a couple goals. He's been really really engaged. He looks comfortable. You know, he's got a full year under his belt um, with the Blues, and he's he was one of their best players last year, and he really looks like he's more comfortable and more driven and more ready to go this year. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, he looks like he is going to be a workhorse for the Blues this year, as he was last year. Um, 
had a, did a really good job of staying healthy last year. Again, knock on wood. Um, and that's something that's going to be very valuable uh, for a team with this much depth. If you can stay healthy for 82 games, you know, he has an opportunity to put up a ton of points. And I think he's proven himself in this regular season that he has taken another step with this team and gotten more comfortable and fit in even more. Um, another, I guess not player I want to talk about, I want to talk about the defense as a whole. Uh, the defense was something that I think a lot of us are, have been worried about heading into this season. It didn't really feel like the Blues did enough to address the the defensive woes in the offseason. All they really did was re-sign Nick Letty. You know, the defense is the exact same as it was last year, and the defense last year at times was underwhelming. Um, and Nick Letty, uh, uh, um, apart from, you know, a few games here or there, has been a net positive player for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, so like at the end of the day, their defense is what it is, but still heading into this, the, the preseason and the regular season, you know, the beginning of the year is going to be a big test to see can the defense hang because the defense was atrocious at the beginning of the year last year. And even though you say preseason doesn't count, that's something that showed in preseason. It was like, if you watched a preseason blues game last year, you'd be like, man, the defense doesn't look that good, does it? And you, and it was one of those things you'd be like, ah, you know, it'll, it'll iron itself out by the regular season. And then it didn't. So as much as you don't want to take a whole lot away from preseason, you hope the defense looks good, and so far they have. Um, they haven't looked great. You know, there's definitely been times when I've gotten flashbacks to last year and be like, "Oh boy, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough." But they've looked pretty good. They've looked a lot better than they looked at the beginning of the year last year, um, and during the preseason last year. And honestly, that's really all you can ask for because the Blues were still winning games last year. Their offense was still dynamic last year and will be incredibly dynamic this year. They have a ton of scoring punch. All the defense really needs to do is just be decent like i said if the blues defense plays elite this team is a juggernaut you know up there with uh tampa bay and colorado and that's not an exaggeration if the blues through luck or a a new player have an elite defense like they had in 2019 um you know whether like that be like i said if the defense that's on the roster just steps it up you know colt breakout returns to form etc etc um or they somehow go out and trade for some of the deadline or next season whatever this team would be a top three team in the NHL. I can say that with full confidence. It's just right now, they're about a tier below that because the defense is just above average and not really good. But you don't always need to be an elite juggernaut to win a Stanley Cup. Um, I saw, I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw a post where uh, writers or whatever voted on the most overrated and underrated teams heading into next season. And the St. Louis Blues were voted as one of the most underrated teams in the NHL. And honestly, I could get behind that. Um, I think them and, and Calgary are two teams that are really going to surprise a lot of people this year. And I don't know why the Blues would su- su- surprise a lot of people because they won a ton of games last year and they took Colorado to six games and or, um, or took almost to, yeah almost took them to six games. I should say no, did take them to six games. I can't do math. Um, they almost took them to seven games. Yeah, long day. Um, almost took them to seven games, but they took them to six. And that's something that only one other team in the NHL did, and that was the Tampa Bay Lightning. So don't sleep on the Blues this year. You know, I think the defense looked really, really good. Um, But the one X factor that I'm really happy with for the Blues is Jordan Binnington. Um, Binnington hasn't had a ton of playing time. You know, it's been limited. I think we've had pretty much one full game to watch from him, three periods or so. Um, But when he's been out there, he's looked looked really good. Um, He's looked steady. I think he's only given up like two goals so far. Um, and he's made some big saves, uh, and when he's been out there, the team looks confident. I think that's one of the biggest things is the team plays differently in front of goalies, different goalies, and they the team is playing confident. The defense is playing confident in front of Jordan Bennington, and when the team plays confident in front of him, he'll play confident behind them. So overall, I'm thrilled with the way this preseason has gone. They did suffer one tough loss, but 
it's gonna happen you know it's hockey um it wasn't quite as as um much as a blowout as the scoreboard indicated i think it was five two and they, they had a tough first period in that game they went down to nothing but after that they hung around as much as they could so uh overall been a great preseason i just can't wait for hockey to start 10 more days until blues hockey but we got uh regular season starting soon so that being said that is all the time i have for you today i wanted to thank you all so much for tuning in and listening or watching make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on and subscribe to the youtube channel at locked on blues you can follow Locked On Blues on all of our various social accounts, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. When you're done with this show, go check out Locked On NHL. There's tons more preseason games going on, tons more news. Check that show out. It's It's got so much information there. I listen to it myself sometimes to get you know in touch with what's going on in the league, especially you know time like this where there's so much news happening. So definitely check that show out. Uh, that being said, though, like I said, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.